welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today we're going to be talking about a really hot topic. It's infidelity. And I've got a great expert on that subject. It's Dr. Shamil Bernard, commonly known as Dr. S. So welcome, Shamil. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) It's great to have Dr. S on the show. She is the original love doctor, and we're going to be having a great discussion today all around infidelity so before we get stuck into that hot topic Shamil what what is the um, best information you can share about yourself as to why you got into this topic in the first place or into this particular field wow I mean so many things (laughs) I would start by saying that uh, my entire bloodline is I realized that they were challenged by infidelity on both sides of my family. So when I looked at my generation, I would see that my parents enjoyed it, that my grandparents enjoyed it, and the cycle continued. And as I got older, I realized that a lot of families were challenged by the same exact issue And it's like you can't find a common ground. You can't find help. And you would go to different therapists and counselors. Don't get me wrong. They help you. But sometimes you still have this pain or this lagging feeling of, 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 oh, this hurts so much. What do I do with all this pain? People tell you move on. People tell you leave. People tell you um, let's stay and try to make it work. And sometimes you're not sure what to do or how to begin healing. So that's what I, I, I was inspired. And it wasn't only because of my parents. I realized from as young as 20 something years old, all the partners I would attract would always be persons who uh, would be challenged by infidelity. So I would only attract men who would come into my life and cause me excessive pain where infidelity is concerned. And I'd be left in tears and hopes of who can I go to or who can help me. And I think when it got really, really um, a lot for me, I would say, is when I met this one person who was supposed to be my husband. And instead, he caused me so much pain because he was in a five-year-long relationship while he was in a one-year relationship with me. So that's when I said, Lord, he told me two days before his wedding, he was getting married. And I, it took me so long to recover from that pain. I said, no, we need to have somebody here. Because I'm from the Caribbean. Let me say that. So we need to have somebody here who is really, really chiming into infidelity and helping persons recover and heal and become their best self. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, because obviously I am British, I'm not from the Caribbean, and I know obviously infidelity is a worldwide thing, but do you think some, for some areas and for some cultures it's it's, it's a thing? I wouldn't say so. I, I just use, I use Caribbean because um, 
in the Caribbean, the culture may be a little bit different to different parts of the world. Now, infidelity would be infidelity across the board. It will hurt almost the same way. But in the Caribbean, it's not... It's it's sometimes people do it and they don't care about the consequences of it to the extent that they would flaunt it as though it's supposed to is is really supposed to make them feel better about themselves instead of um understanding that you need healing. There is something inside of you that is some open wound that needs to be closed. So I wasn't really referring to it as cultural per se, but I was just using it as we don't have much persons that really focus on infidelity. So we have a lot of therapists, a lot of psychologists in the Caribbean, and they would focus on all topics holistically. So I just found that there was a need in the Caribbean for somebody to focus in on infidelity. Oh, well done, you. It's, it is much needed. And not, not only, like you say, within the, the Caribbean, yeah. but um, worldwide, it's a very, very, very hot topic. And, you know, it's it's one that causes people a lot of pain and, and sometimes really causes them to be um, somebody that either closes up their heart, puts, you know, walls up and is very guarded. So they never open up again in future relationships if they get into a relationship at all. Or it can actually do the opposite and they they want to, you know, sort of emulate that behavior and uh, think it's okay to treat others the same. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I find it so tough to deal with infidelity. And I think we have so many things we have to deal with, especially for women, because I deal with a lot of women and couples, but mostly women. And you would you would see them in tears because they can't understand. Because I feel as a... a as a person, most times you want to know why. Why did you um, live unfaithful? Why did you cheat? Why did you commit infidelity? And most times I have to explain to them why the why is something we want for our own personal reasons. Focus on how do I heal? How do I recover? How do I open up again? How do I start something new or not start something new again in the future? So I think sometimes we focus in so much on the pain that we don't give ourselves the grace to heal. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I've found, you know, when I've touched on this subject with um, my clients and audience is that, you know, it's a lot to do with our mindsets going into relationships as well. You know, if we, if you, like you've mentioned, you know, had a history of it as examples within your own family dynamics, then it's quite easy, I suppose, to take on board, even um, without realising it, the fact that, oh, this is going to happen, or, you know, um, and you might not be exuding that consciously or even aware of that consciously, but, you know, uh, somewhere subconsciously, you've got that feeling that, oh, all men are cheats, all men are liars, and you're almost expecting it and therefore exuding that type of energy. And then, so it, it is, you attract it. <laughs> yes, that is it. And I think what happens is sometimes we pay so much attention to red flags that we don't focus on other flags, like the orange and the yellow ones and stuff. So sometimes my clients would say, oh, I saw the red flags. And I said, but did you pay attention to the orange ones and the yellow ones before we reach to the red one. Yeah, <laughs> they'll <be> like, absolutely. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, there are other colors. And I would laugh because sometimes we pay attention to the final destination of the issue and we don't pay attention to the journey leading up to that point. So, and I was very naive. So I could tell you, 
I was one of those girls who would pay attention to the final thing. If I knew, if I had an idea, but you know, as if we be honest, sometimes we see these things very early, you know, but we ignore them. We think that they would change. They would, where women have this tendency of thinking that we have the power to, to help men become better. We take them on as projects. We can help them somehow heal and transform and change. And truth and in fact, change is a choice. And no matter what you do as a person, if someone decides that they aren't going to change, trust me, mm -mm, they ain't changing. <laughs> no, and, and this is something we can't force, you know, and I think like you say, you're absolutely right. You know, women do take on men as projects and want to fix them and think they're, they're going to be the one to change this person but they're not going to change unless they're inspired to do so of their own free will, are they? Exactly. <laughs> they're not going to change <laughs> unless they want to. It's a yeah, choice. absolutely. And I and I know to say it's impossible to change because, I mean, we can change from very negative behaviours. I, I mean, I'm a prime example of that. Um, my ex-partner, he was an alcoholic when I met him and I didn't realise he was, obviously, when I first met him. But within the first few weeks, he said he was going to quit and he'd been you know, a binge alcoholic for over 30 years at that point in his life. And he did. And he's been sober and it's been 13 years now he's been sober. We're not together anymore, but, you know, we were together over 10 years, but he did quit and he never went back to drink. Um, so it is possible that men become inspired to change, but it isn't by you demanding that. No, no, it has to be a choice. And, and what I've learned too, I think it's something mutual as well, when uh because sometimes you would see i know from even from your experience you could probably uh say as well that sometimes two persons would come into your office or virtually or however you conduct your sessions and you would find that you're there and you're showing them you're giving them all the advice and all the tools and resources they need but one of the persons they're not receptive whatsoever they are not interested they're here because their partner said we need this yeah, they're a hostage, in other words. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is it right there. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my God, just hurry up and finish. They're not verbally saying it, but you could feel their energy and know that mm -mm, they don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, there's so, a hostage in the room. That's yes. how I refer to it. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. And it is so it is so hard sometimes when you, you meet a person and they don't really want to be there so sometimes I have to use like little tactics and say listen let me talk to him or her by themselves you know wait outside you know that's for the in-person um sessions and then we would come you know come together as a unit and be like okay and when I get to talk to them alone then sometimes I'm able to put myself in their position and understand that some things they can't see in front of their partners, some things they are afraid to see in front of their partners. That's why I say with infidelity, sometimes I think the process is, uh, it's important to deal with them individually at one point so that you can really, really see from their lens how they feel or what they're going through. Because trauma is a, another big aspect of uh, why we behave the way we behave sometimes and why we show up in a relationship the way that we show up. So sometimes when I get to deal with them individually, I'm able to say, oh, that's the gap right there. That's the hole right there. You know, that's the reason why you show up like that in your marriage or relationship. So it's, it's so much. It's so much when it comes to uh, infidelity. 
So what what is your guidance, you know, for anybody that's recognizing that they're in a relationship where that has occurred, um, you know, and um, say they're they're the ones that are the innocent party in this case, how do you deal with them, you know, helping them first and foremost? Um, I wouldn't say innocent party because what I would say is most times we are triggered. There's two things I always say that happens in in every relationship. Every person that comes into our life is either they help us heal or dysfunction, or they help us or, or they help us uh, be triggered by our wounds over and over and over again. So most times when you get into a relationship, you have to decide what is this person doing for me. And that way you'd be able to see, because if it is I'm in a relationship, sometimes I'm triggered by what the other person is doing. And because I haven't been taught about fidelity and only infidelity is my foundation, sometimes that is the first thing that I glean to, because that is where I feel most comfortable. That is where I feel, because I have clients who have committed infidelity just once. And when I ask them, is they didn't go outside because... Um, now don't get me wrong. This is not an excuse to, to commit, uh, infidelity, but they didn't go outside because they wanted to, but that felt like the only good choice at that moment because of the pain they were experiencing home, like dealing with, uh, having a partner, like you mentioned earlier, who was an alcoholic or dealing with somebody who was an abuser, you feeling as though your, your, your self-esteem is being challenged. You have no confidence. You're stressed. You're tired. You don't know what to do. You're afraid to leave or you don't have the resources to leave and you don't know what to do. So the first thing for some people they would do is try to get an outside source to help them uh, start a, an affair. So for different couples or different relationships, it would be different. So for me, I handle each couple differently as different family dynamics are, are, are different. We don't all operate the same way or our situation is not the same. So the very first thing I do is try to get to the foundation of the relationship. What was it built on? What happened along the way? Is it that they had a good foundation? They went to therapy to deal with their individual issues and, and traumas and, and, and open wounds? Is it that they didn't think that was important? Did they do counseling before so that they would be able to navigate hard situation? Is it that they have a track record of infidelity and they, they were a serial um, cheater? So, so for me, I first tried to find where are the holes in the relationship and the marriage. And then we go through an entire process dealing with individual and then as a unit. That's if the couple wants to heal. Now, in some cases, people don't come to, to stay together, which is fine. Some people come to heal individually and then go their separate ways to start new and healthy relationships. So I always start there. And one thing I think that a lot of relationships, uh, they don't do is sometimes we take for granted if we are in a relationship, because there's different types of affair. And sometimes we don't recognize, listen, it's an affair she or he was having. Because I had couples who come to me and said they had issues that wasn't infidelity. But then when we go through these sessions, we realize the, the, the whole issue in the entire marriage is because of the infidelity that happened 20 years ago that they swept under the rug and tried to move on. You know? Right. Yeah, so it's so important, I think, to identify what is the actual issue or challenge? Why do I behave the way I behave? 
Yeah, I, I so 100% agree with what you're saying there. And um, like you say, each couple have got their own unique backstories, haven't they? Yes. <laughs> and some are like, wow. <laughs> so it really depends, right? <laughs> so do you think there's ever a, a way forward um, you know, for a couple to reconcile on the back of infidelity or not? I believe there is, but not for all couples. So at the beginning of my practice, I was like, everyone could heal, and which is true. Everyone could make their marriage work. But I have learned over the years that everyone can't make their marriage work. Some people choose not to. Some people can. I had one client and he preferred to die than to forgive his wife. It was so bad. So some people decide that I am not going to forgive him or her. I'm not going to move past this. I want to end it. And that's fine with me. You know, it's it's an option. But I believe that you can heal if you want to. But this would only happen when both parties agree to. Yeah. And you touched on a good word there, forgiveness. Because sometimes it's not just about forgiving your partner, but forgiving yourself. You know, because obviously, like you say, there are actions or inactions within ourselves if we are the person that's been cheated on that have contributed to that situation. Yeah, because I, I mean, sometimes we're guilty of doing things that, you know, a partner keeps saying indirectly or directly. You know, I need you to stop. I need you to come up from work early. You're always working and I need you to spend more time with us. And, you know, little things and we take it for granted, like you're always complaining um, I am trying to build like for, for us who in business, I'm trying to build a business and you don't understand and you find that things we have pulling and talking for a long time, but we take it for granted until we reach this stage of, oh my God, they're unfaithful. What do I do now? And that pain, I don't know if you have ever experienced it, but that pain is unexplainable. <laughs> I've been lucky that way. I mean, my long-term relationships have always been rock solid in that area. I've never experienced it. But I mean, I did experience it when I was just, you know, going through short-term relationships dating. I mean, I was married and was with my ex-husband for 23 years. And then I was with my next boyfriend for over 10 years. We're still good friends and uh, amicable to this day. Um, so that's been a 13-year relationship. And although we're just friends at the minute. So I've been lucky in that respect. Oh, nice, nice. 23 years, that's a long time. Kudos to you how you did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that 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 for me was a very safe relationship. I'd been through trauma in my teens. And, um, you know, I was looking for somebody to love me, keep me safe, keep me secure, protect me. And I loved him for that. And that was enough. But within my own heart, it was closed. You know, that was a relationship where my heart was closed on the back of trauma. So, um, you know, that indirectly obviously impacted that relationship in the end. Right. OK. Oh, nice. Well, congratulations on 23 and 10. That's 33 years of your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, I can honestly say, you know, there was no infidelity or adultery um cheating whatever word you want to call it within either of those two long-term relationships so very lucky with that that I have had you know good good guys so to speak in my relationship so um but obviously I do understand you know from working with women and uh 
with the audience and the, the clients that I serve that this goes on in relationships. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's uh, the, and I think that is like one of the top issues with regards to relationships. I mean, we have others, uh, of course, but infidelity, I could, out of every three couple that I meet, I can safely say two would be challenged by infidelity. Right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Well, I yeah. suppose we attract what our expertise is in a way, you know, and that, that's only right and correct because, uh, you know, for me, I do attract people that have been through, you know, sexual assaults and abuse because that is my history. So I think, you know, we, we do attract people that, you know, fit our areas of expertise, don't we? Yes. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, today I just want to lay on the beach. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yes and someone would just start to talk to me and it would lead us right down to that uh area and i'd be like okay so you went through that too and then they would start to cry and i would be okay that's the end of relaxing on the beach what do we do from here <laughs> so most times we do attract persons uh based on our expertise absolutely so um in terms of you know, women that are currently, or even men that are currently listening, that that have, have probably been triggered by this conversation because they have been massively hurt or are currently being hurt because they're in this situation. What are the things that they can do to help themselves? Okay, so so what I would always say is the very first thing to do is ask yourself: Is it that I want to make this relationship work? Is it that I want to heal from this? marriage or relationship uh what is my way forward not how am i answered meaning why did it happen but how do i heal that is the very first thing you need to ask yourself because most times we stay stuck either in a deteriorating marriage or relationship because we are afraid or we stay stuck because we tell ourselves i'm just here for the kids and i always tell people I'm very sorry. I am not staying in any relationship for a very long time because I am staying for the kids. The kids are going to get big. They are going to start their own relationships and leave me and your mom or dad here. And I'm going to look around and say, I wasted 25, 30, 40 years of my life staying for the kids. What is my next step forward? Do I need counseling? Do I need therapy? Do I need to check myself in to a facility, what do I need to do from this point moving forward? That's the very first question. And when you ask yourself these questions, not who did he or she cheat with, all those things, you may or may not get the answer, you may or may not get closure, and that's fine. The issue right now is taking care of myself, both internally and externally, because it affects you in both the ways. And um, the trauma sometimes is so real, that people don't realize that everything becomes a trigger from the smell of the garbage disposal. If when you found out he was, she was cheating and you smell, and that particular smell of the garbage was there when you found out, or the, 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 the cell phone, the way that it, it rang at that particular day, it rang another day and that triggers you, or the way they call you or message you, any little thing that was a trigger during the period of experiencing infidelity triggers you at that point. And when you start to feel those triggers, trust me, it is not easy to cope alone. So find out what is my next step in terms of getting help 
or in terms of getting healed. And when you figure out what you want to do or what you want to do with the relationship or marriage, you take that first step, step. And trust me, from there, everything is going to flow like a river. Oh, I love that. And um, so it isn't a first step to um, say challenge or have a conversation with the partner then? You wouldn't say that's the first step? No, because what we do is we hope that when I talk to you about what you did, you're going to be sorry. And most times you aren't. Majority of relationships, when you talk to the partner who was unfaithful, they don't behave as though they're sorry. And what we don't know is both partners are experiencing hurt in different ways. I'm hurt because I got caught. My secret is out. I am ashamed. For different, again, different families would experience different things depending on the situation and if he or she is not a serial cheater. So the unfaithful partner will go through that process. You're continually reminding me of my past, what I did to you, what I said to, do, to you, when I left you and the kids and went out. So it would be a continuous pain that I am experiencing. And then the faithful partner would be experiencing their pain, the shame, the hurt, the betrayal, the sleepless nights. Uh, you, you start a picture, I wonder what they did, how they did it, where they did it, why they did it. So you start asking so many questions that you don't have the answer to. And when you approach your partner, your partner is not going to tell you either. Because what would happen is that pain itself is going to trigger more issues in the relationship and cause us to, not, of course, call it an end. So I always tell them, don't try to figure out or approach or have a conversation with your partner. Try to get somebody who's an expert in that particular field and who can help you with that issue and start from there. They would be able to help you all peel back the issue and really dig into the wound and see what do we need to pull out from this and what do we need to leave. Excellent advice. I love that. And on the back of that, Shamil, what is your best contact information for anybody that's listening that might want to reach out and connect with you? They can look for me on Instagram at the love doctor eight, the number eight at the love doctor eight. Excellent. Thank you so much. Any final words of wisdom on this topic of infidelity, adultery, cheating, unfaithfulness <laughs> that you would like <laughs> to share before we close the episode? I am going to say before I leave, thank you for having me, of course. And I just want to remind anyone that is experiencing infidelity in their relationship or experience it and have never dealt with it. Today is your day. Today is the day that decide that I am tired living in this pain. I am tired living in denial. I am tired not getting healing because what infidelity does is it keep you in prison may not be physically but mentally or emotionally you're in this box and sometimes years may pass you may even be divorced and not realize that i'm inconsistent or i'm not showing up or i'm not achieving my purpose because i'm trapped from the pain of the past so if it means that you need to check yourself in to see a specialist whichever part of the world you are do that because you deserve to achieve this and more, no matter what you have been through. And the girl, the original love doctor, is here hoping that you would make that big step in your life. Thank you so much, Dr. S. Dr. Shamil Bernard, you've been a pleasure to talk to. And I'm so delighted that you've been on here 
to share your words of wisdom and uh, your own personal experience as well. Really appreciate that. Yes, thank you again. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. And I hope the weather is beautiful over there. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, for those audience members that don't know, I actually live in Spain. So for like 90% of the year, we have great weather. So I can't <laughs> complain. I'm very blessed. Wow. Okay. Well, I live in the in the Caribbean, so it's either it's extremely hot or raining. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> seasons. We don't have anything else. <laughs> well, like I say, when it's raining, you know, we get wet, and it's only water at the end of the day. So who cares? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> All right. Nice. <laughs> Although okay. a lot of people complain in the UK about the weather. That's the main topic of conversation, and they're never happy, regardless. Yes. <laughs> okay, nice. So enjoy Spain. That's on my bucket list. So maybe one day we'll meet up. I'd look forward to that. Thank you very much, Dr. S, again. And it just leaves me to wrap up and say that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined. Or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.